Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. It's 105 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. This is Oilers Now. Brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. No need to spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Your all-in-one convenient location is Digitex.ca. Digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology, software, IT, and supplies. In this hour, a whole bunch of you. You can jump on the blower right now on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. Again, the Romantics at the River Cree on August the 9th. Tickets at rivercreeresort.com. And you can text us on our 630-630 Heartland Ford text line. Heartland Ford, with over $10 million in new and pre-owned inventory, they're one of the largest volume Ford dealers in the province of Alberta, experience the difference of Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. My personal Twitter account, Bob underscore Stoffer, and Brendan is at Brendan Escott. All right, so, uh, Brendan, we'll open up the phone lines. What do you think? Like, I've probably gotten four or five tweets, oh, maybe more than that. What about if Shattenkirk gets bought out? What do you think on Shattenkirk? I don't think he's the player that he once was. And I don't know if he's going to come with a price tag that the Oilers can really afford. There was always a belief that if he, you know, he always wanted to play in New York. My understanding is Kevin Shattenkirk uh, comes from a fairly well-heeled family and had always desired to sort of play in the East. Now, as of right now, the Rangers have not bought him out. Somebody even mentioned Michael Stone. If the Flames bought out Mike Stone. My guess is, uh, you know, where's the other stone playing? Vegas. Could that be a potential landing spot for him? I, I don't know. Uh, anyways, you can text us at 630-630 and call in on a River Cree Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. What do you think is the biggest need? Like, I still think third-line center is the biggest need for the team because I want, you know what, I don't want to break up Dreisaitl and McDavid. They're too lethal. To, I guess ultimately that's what it's about, is we have a percentage of the fan base that's like, Leo Dreisaitl isn't worth his money unless he's driving his own money, uh, line at $8.5 million. You're wrong and or you're wrong if you feel that they got to stay together. Everybody's wrong but me. Dreisaitl's got to be driving his own line. And, wait a sec here. There was one player in the league last year that had 50 goals and 100 points. You know? Now... You could argue that maybe in a year from, put it this way, at the start of the, you know, when we have this show next season, uh, 2020, 2021 season, my expectation is we are putting in Tyler Benson 
and Kyler Yamamoto in the Oilers' top nine at that time. That is a year from now. That is not right now. In fact, we're already getting some feedback on some other things here, and here we go. You can text us. KDK has texted us show. Bob, how on earth can you think that the Oilers' biggest need is a third-line center who will play less than 12 minutes a game, having a very limited impact on the team? Well, first of all, a good third-line center doesn't play 12 minutes a game. A good third-line center plays 14 to 16 minutes a game. But the text goes on to say, the Oilers need an offensive puck-moving defenseman, and the ability to acquire Shattenkirk would be a prayer answered for this team. Shattenkirk would provide the Oilers a perfect opportunity to allow the Oilers' young defense prospects to percolate. That's your words, Bob. Well, I might argue... um, I, I might argue that's Ken Holland's word, and actually develop in the Albert, uh, in the AHA. Uh, he's AHL. He 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 texts AJHL in the text, but I think he meant AHL. It would allow Chris Russell to move to the left side, and that would exponentially help his puck moving ability. Are we in the upside down? How can educa- educated people not understand that the Oilers need a player like Shatkirk to have any chance to be successful next year? That one comes to us from KDK. So, and he adds, after so many years of rushing prospects, it's amazing to me that you're still debating bringing Benson up to play in the NHL this year. It's insanity. The Oilers don't need wild cards. I, I, well, I'm, here's what I'm thinking. By halfway through the year, I do think Benson will be here. I do. It's just, a, it's, to me, it's not a matter of if, and, but when. But you know what? I've been wrong before. Because in Pugliarvi's case, I thought at some point he was going to pop. He hasn't popped. And now he might be popping somewhere else. Who knows? Who's to say? Again, you can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers Now. Um, Another text comes in saying, excuse me, it says, Bob, do you think the Oilers could utilize the Rangers cap situation to trade Brandon Manning for (laughs) Ryan Strom? Uh, This would reduce the Rangers cap by a million instantly, and then the Rangers could send uh, Manning to the minors through waivers, saving them another million. This is the same trade scenario that you could apply to other third-line centers, such as uh, Charlie Coyle with Boston or Nick Bukestad. What do you think from Kurt? I think in theory it makes sense. I don't see the Rangers doing it. Don't see the Rangers doing it. They... They crushed the oil. It was a bad trade. You know what? You know when Ryan Strom got traded? He didn't get traded on that Friday as the team. He practiced with the Oilers on the Friday morning, and then the team flew to Calgary way back in November. He didn't get traded then. He got traded when Sidney Crosby walked him at the end of a shift three-on-three, and Darnell Nurse got caught. You know, not minding the stores, the defenseman on the ice, and Strom got isolated one-on-one at the end of his shift and got beat by one of the three best players in the world. That's when Strom got traded. Sorry, man. The former GM overreacted. And in theory, despite the fact that Strom was coming into a role as a third-line center at that stage... Uh, in theory, the thought process, I think I even said could and might regarding Spooner. But there was concern when that deal was made right away. That Spooner, in theory, Spooner could give the Oilers a little bit more speed in their top six. Might be an option on the power play. I think that's what I tweeted, something like that effect. Never came to fruition, and we knew right away. All right, third-line center. Uh, Marco wants to enter the fray on our River Cree Resort and Casino hotline. Hello, Marco. What do you got? Uh, personally, I think that right now, third-line center is the greatest need for the Oilers. 
Our defensemen is our strength, if anything, at this point in time, given our prospect system. And I think that Jujar Kara will likely have to step into the role of third-line center and produce on a nightly basis. Given the additions to the bottom six that uh, Ken Holland has produced over the course of this offseason, I think we have a greater chance to compete on a nightly, nightly basis in a bottom six role, which was arguably the greatest issue in Oilers' season last year. What was it that the top two lines produced like 67 or 75 percent of all total goals last season? I think that now that we have some bottom six additions, we should be able to produce a more offensive, capable four-line uh, rotation. Do you, are you confident that Kara can do it as a third-line center? Because, I, look, I like Jujar. But to me, you know, there was regression. Now, he had some injuries last year. Um, it, it's funny with him. Like, he, he doesn't mind dropping the gloves, which I admire about him. But I just don't know if I, – I don't know how you could say with – here's the thing. Like, Gaetan Haas, I have no idea. Total wild card, right? But I think he could play as a fourth-line right-shot center in the NHL, and they could transition him in. In Jujar's case, I'm just not convinced at this stage that he's anything higher than a fourth-line player. Maybe I'm wrong. See, my thoughts are that now, in addition to losing Milan Lucic, because as much as everybody hates Milan Lucic, there is an aspect that Milan Lucic brings to the team, and it's it's a toughness, an ability to kind of bring a little bit of fear to the opposing lineup. Jujar, at worst, even if he doesn't produce point-wise, will likely produce a good checking line that'll give us positive Corsi or positive possession numbers that'll help us control the momentum of the game going forward. So do I think, am I confident in him being a solid third line center point wise? Maybe, maybe not. But at this point in time, given our current cap situation, I feel like it's the best option and it's a, a reasonably good opportunity for him to take that role within his career. All right. Thanks for the call, Marco. Well stated. 780-496-0063. I don't know. Do you think Kara, can Kara fill that need as a third-line center? I think if Kara can regain some confidence, Bob, I think that's the biggest issue that I see within his game from my outsider's standpoint. If he can get there, but even then, I don't know if he's got the foot speed to do it. If he played every game against Vancouver, in Vancouver, he could do it. He was unbelievable against the Canucks in that building this year. He, there was one game in particular I remember. I thought he was the best player on the ice. Like, he was that good. 780-496-0063. What about Sam Gagne? Because like, to me, Gagne's better suited as a third or fourth line right wing at this stage than he is as a center. Is, is he an option? We know Haas is going to get a look. And by the way, people are texting in and asking, well, what about Kyle Brodziak? I, I don't know where we're at with Brodziak's health. Like, his back was really bugging him last year as the season went on. I, I, I think that might be a bit of a challenge moving forward here. So time will tell on that front. Uh, again, you can text us at 630, 630. Uh, uh, Bob, not that I care about Calgary, says this texter. Uh, nor if they have an NHL team. However, they've got $4.67 million in cap space. Is that enough to sign Kachuk? No, it's not. And they've got to sign Managing Penny. Something's got to give here in Calgary. And something will. Something will give in Calgary. Again, you can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at orders uh, now. On a team with McDavid, Drysaddle, and Nugent Hopkins, the third-line center will never play more than 12 minutes, Bob. Hmm. Okay. 
You can text us at 630-630. Bob Kara's not may not even be an NHL player, in my opinion. That text comes to us from Grand Prairie. Here's one out of Drayton Valley. Uh, Jujar Kara is a better winger than a pivot at this stage. You know what? I think it's, it's to be fair, I think that is fair. I think to this stage in his career, uh, there you go. All right. He's been a better winger than a center. Ralph wants to jump in on line number one. Ralph, how are you? Doing well, Bob. Thank you. Okay. What do you figure? I've been wondering the same thing about Brodziak. I don't. I just health yeah. isn't good. Yeah, I mean, so if the Oilers say say his health is okay, but he's actually not one of the top fourteen forwards, can they do with him what they've done with Brandon Manning and and shave another million off the cap situation? Yes. So would that, if that was the case, do you think maybe the Oilers are playing wait and see game here, and if if Kyle doesn't pan out, maybe they would look at a guy like a Derek Broussard or I don't know who else is out there for centers they could bring on a PTO. Yeah, uh, I think Broussard's got to have something better than that cooking. I, I'm serious. I, as late as we are here, I think that, I mean, maybe you're right, but uh, I was under the assumption at one stage that Broussard was looking for three or three and a half okay, okay. Per, per year. So... Um, you know, it, it, I mean, a couple of years ago, he was a poor man's second-line center. Mm-hmm. And again, in a perfect situation because he was in... Because that's the Ottawa would have had Turris, they would have had Broussard, but they had Pajot. And Pajot's a really good third-line center because he takes on all the tough assignments, and he's good in the face-off circle, which gives you puck possession, and he can kill penalties, which eases up the workload on a second-line center like Broussard. This, and, and, that's, and that's part of the thing. I mean... We we had the, on Friday we talked if you could you know pull a guy out of another organization for me Pajot would be that guy, especially for Edmonton, given the fact that McDavid, Drysaddle, Nugent Hopkins are all left shots and really Drysaddle's the only guy that's a decent faceoff guy at this stage. At this so who stage, would you, who would you say, Bob? Because I think the answer to the question <clears throat> somewhat lies in the Oilers' long-term plans. Now I think we could say with a relative degree of confidence that the Oilers have some defensemen who are probably a year away from playing in the NHL. But when they come up to play, well, with the exception of Caleb Jones, I think he could play 60 or 70 games for him this year. But I think we could look at Evan Bouchard or Ethan Bear sure. or William Loggison and say, you know what, probably one of those three guys is going to step in next year and be a full-time NHL player for the long term. I Well, first of all, I'm going to tell you right now, they think that they, and I've not seen enough of them to know this, but the Oilers think both Loggison and Jones can probably take the step. Okay. So do you think the Oilers think they they have a center ice prospect in their system right now today that could step in the beginning of next year and play a third or fourth line center role? Nope. Uh, maybe Marodi. Maybe Marodi. Maybe. Maybe. If he skated like Ryan McLeod? Yeah. If he, well, first of all, if he skated by like Ryan McLeod, Edmonton would have never gotten him out of uh, Philadelphia. Ryan McLeod is two years away just because he has to work on, you know, playing in the guts in the game and that kind of stuff. I would say he's two years away. I'd say Marodi, you know, and again, in Marodi, for me, it's partially going to be body composition and and because he's, you know, you, you come out of college and he was a pretty good college player. But when he came up, and that's the other thing, there were people in the organization that felt Marodi could come up and do what Strom had done. And I, I kept on saying, like, what? You know, like he and who got recalled when they traded Strom? They brought up Marodi. 
And McClellan play, and, he, and he played him about four or five minutes against uh, Calgary, and it was obvious to anybody that saw Marodi when he was up last year that he was not explosive enough. That said, very productive American Hockey League player, mm-hmm. right? So, so I, if you if you see what I mean, I really like what Ken Holland did this off season with term on free agents. That's the biggest thing because he gave himself because I total think he, flexibility. He's seeing the wingers in the system that are going to be ready probably, hopefully, to start next season. Benson and Yamamoto, those two. Right? Yep. Well, two guys. So he did a good job. He didn't overpay Apulia to Lucic and give him too much term as well. He did a good job. i got to give him lots of props. But if if we can't say the same thing at the center position like we can at the wing and like we can on defense, then wouldn't Broussard be the safest bet? He's an NHL-proven forward. He does have offensive upside. Maybe he doesn't have all of the intangibles he'd love in a third-line center, but he's a veteran guy. And if Kyle Brodziak is hurt, now you're probably slotting a guy like Sam Ghani or G.J. Cara on your fourth line where they should be, not where you think they could be. Yeah, no, that's fair. Fair comment, fair perspective. Thanks for the call, Ralph. You bet. 780-496-0063. Uh, Bob, I get what you're saying about Strom, this text on the Heartland Ford text line. I get what you're saying about Strom and got traded after Crosby walked him. But bottom line, it wasn't working for Strom long before that. We need to ask why so many players get traded here and succeed elsewhere from Drew's view. Well, sometimes they don't succeed elsewhere. Um, I, I know I had a pretty animated discussion with some people about Strom. Take a look at who he played the final 20 games Brendan, you recall who he played most of the final 20 games of the 17-18 season with? It was Nuge, wasn't it? No, no I could be wrong no, no, no. He was centering Paul Yarby and Lucic. There's a reoccurring theme. And then this year, the start of the year, I think 14 of the – I think Strom played 18 games at Edmonton to start the year. And in my book, I had 14 of those 18 games. I had Lucic on his left wing. So – not to throw Milan under the bus here, but the numbers speak for themselves. Final 20 games in 17-18, some of that Strom would have to take on responsibility for. Now, did I think he'd go to New York and score 18 more goals this season? Probably not. 122 in Edmonton will take a quick timeout. You can text us at 630-630 in our heart. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Land Ford text line. Give us a call, 780-496-0063 on a River Creek Resort Casino hotline. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. You can text us at 630-630. It's 125 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you along with Brendan Scott. Bob, I think the this text comes in out of Edmonton. I think the biggest issue that the Oilers have is defensemen who can effectively transition the puck from the D zone into offense. Sekra's gone, and Clefbaum is the only lock to do this consistently. Your thoughts? I think Nurse is getting better at it. He can transport it. He needs to learn how to transition it. 
I think the hope is that Caleb Jones will take on uh, some of those uh, roles as well. And in a year from now, I'm going to have Bouchard slotted on the team the start of the 2021 season. Absolutely. Uh, Many players succeed elsewhere because other teams have puck-moving defensemen to get their forwards the puck in advantageous positions. The Oilers are worse or close to this, uh, worse the fast in the game, and it greatly affects the majority of the Oilers' forwards. Sonny in Vancouver has texted the show to say, Bob, is there any plan to improve the face-off situation internally? Can a skills face-off coach be brought in to improve the face-offs for Nugent Hopkins, McDavid, Drysaddle, Gagne, Kara, etc.? That's a fair point. Hasn't been good enough, and it's been an issue for a while. And again, I don't know. But I will tell you that I knew of a guy who was a 57% right shot face-off guy and tried to push internally for three years and got ignored every step of the way. <laughs> uh, now he's playing in Calgary. You can text us at 630-630. Bob, what about Scotty Upshaw? PTO, thanks from Kyle and Slave Lake. Can Scotty play center? Because then I would PTO him. Ryan has texted us out of Calgary. We're on the right track, but this year again will be tough. We may sneak into the playoffs, but no further than round one. Our D is an issue, but the bigger issue is how long McDavid waits uh, to start winning before he wants to get out. Oh, man. Well, he did sign an eight-year contract. Again, you can text us at 630-630. So they've got a goaltending battle, and it's going to be a battle. I know Mike Smith said all the right things, Brendan, when the day the Oilers signed him about being at a different stage in his career and supporting Koskinen. They're going to be competing, and that's going to be a good thing for the Oilers. They're going to be competing for starts. A little bit different dimension, not having Sekra. It's amazing to me that people don't understand the confluence of events. We know now, because Ken Holland said it a week ago on the show, that the Oilers were... Talking to Calgary three weeks before July 1st, you know, discussions had started about Lucic. Oilers bought out Sekra. Part of the money that was uh, created for the Sekra buyout was to facilitate the Lucic meet and deal that got them Neil. Plus, it also opened up a, wing, a window for one of their young D. It's remarkable. In most seasons, there's usually roughly 150 to 180 players that played in the league the year before that don't play again. Like, there is turnover. You got to create... And, and, hey, I get it. Some of you think the Oilers rush prospects along the way. Fair comment. Some of the top-end guys, you know, like McDavid, Dreisaitl, Nugent Hopkins, they rush those guys. We still have people that think that Nugent Hopkins shouldn't have been up here his first year. I had 52 points in 62 games. All right, off to a global news weather traffic update with Cassandra Jodwan. Back uh, to some calls on a River Cree Resort Casino hotline when we return. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.